This is John and Ryan from No Holding Back, where we go into discussions about the rumors and hot takes from the previous week in sports. Um, it is Tuesday, February 19th, and we are going to be closely talking about the Riviera tournament, the PGA tournament, uh, finished up this week, and kind of the slow play of J.B. Holmes and some of the other golfers. And then uh, we'll be talking to Kucher uh, jipping his caddy down in Mexico um, and, and the uh, timelines of, uh, of those uh, back and forth between his agent and the caddy. Uh, and, and obviously the big news, the baseball decided to uh, actually have one of their star free agents signed today. So we'll get into that. And then uh, the big news out of the NFL this past weekend was uh, the settlement of the NFL versus Colin Kaepernick. So, um, Ryan, I guess, you know, first things first. We're talking about pace of play and yeah. Have uh, they uh, even finished up their round yet? <laughs> I don't think so. We're still waiting for. Well, that. they ha- well they had a little bit of a weather. So what happened was they had a little bit of a weather delay this weekend, at which the PGA can't control. Um, and then you have people going out in threes, so you can imagine how long those rounds are going to be. And then you know, at the end of the week, they ended up playing thirty six holes on on the last day. So. I think the issue is is weather was the issue. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, threes is kind of skeptical as well. Yeah, but I think the big thing, if you look at who won the tournament, right, and and you know we talk about this all the time, but this is for different reasons. Like when we go out golfing, it's oh Ryan shows up with you know his bag stuffed with like 15 beers and then a cooler stuffed with another 15 beers and then by the end of the round somebody's trying to hit a golf ball off of a beer can instead of hitting a golf ball off of a tee yeah but my bag's nice and light so (laughs) yeah yeah he's keeping a lot less clubs and balls in there that's for damn sure trying not even getting out of the cart a couple of times on a couple holes yeah I mean weight of the balls in the bag too has gone down significantly (laughs) well I'm just letting everybody know if you really want to try and get into a member guest and you want to bring somebody, Ryan is definitely one that's not going to shy away from a good time. Nah. You, you may not be able to be allowed back, <laughs> but but you will definitely have a good time. One time that happened. One yeah. time. Well, you know, that had to do with a golf cart being wrecked, I believe, right? Uh, well, let's not get into those details. Uh, something about a DUI and a golf cart? Mm, uh, not I me. No, I don't really know. But I think the one thing that, and for any of the, a couple of the, of people that were watching this you know, six-hour marathon um, to end the week. Like, imagine if you're playing somebody and J.B. Holmes, who is notorious for slowing people down. Like, you had a six-inch putt. You're a professional golfer. And why is it taking you two minutes to putt the fucking ball in the hole? Right, right. I mean, I, I think that's something to do with golf. Like... These guys are professional athletes. But, uh, but well, I, what, what I'm getting at is their time should be reduced, right? You line up your shot, regardless of what shot it is, they, they should narrow it down like a shot clock. Right. But you should have a time constraint. I mean, th- th- oh, you 100%. Shouldn't, that's you what I'm saying. Sh- yeah, you the, shouldn't. The shot you clock. Sh- right. Especially since you're a professional athlete. I mean, this is regardless of what you're what sport you play i mean we talk about baseball and timing all the time but like yeah you, i mean every every sport and baseball finally wisened up put a time restraint right um yeah every other sports basically had it but do we but do we think that it's more towards how the game is being uh viewed like who is the one that's Imagine, like, we talk about this all the time during, like, international soccer. Imagine if Ray Hudson was able to commentate every U.S. sport, how how much more entertaining it would be. We got to listen to these guys, like... Yeah, um, I, I guess golf had their moment with Faraday for a while there, but he kind of fell out of favor a little bit. Well, I think it was probably more towards the tournaments focusing more on CBS and, and who is going to be... right. Commentating if, those tournaments as opposed to Faraday and NBC. I mean, yeah. Faraday and NBC do a much better job than CBS uh, does. He's phenomenal. I mean, the big thing, and and we all know my displeasures for Jordan Spieth. Like, cry baby, plays too slow. Don't even want to even meet the man because I just have such a distaste in my mouth watching him play golf. You're on the mo- one of the most iconic holes in the country, the tenth hole at Riviera. 
the guy hits an eight. An eight. Scrambling all over the place. You don't hear anything from CBS. Why? That's a par what? Four. Par four? Doubled up. So, and what? I get to hear it at when he's done in 18, and he, he's like, oh, he really he really grinding through on that par, on that, to get par on 18. Oh, but he, he, he got a, a snowman on the 10th hole. Like, so show me, show me him struggle. Yeah, I think they were just happy that the dunes were left intact. But oh, like Sergio yeah. out in Saudi Arabia. Well, you know, we, we don't we don't cost people any hands in this country. <laughs> but what are we supposed to do for my for my weekend with Augusta? I have to listen to CBS, and we all know Spieth loves melting down at Augusta when he hits aim in corner. So yeah, but that's a ton of fun watching him melt. But why can't I? Why can't I watch the meltdown at a regular tournament? I have to wait to the Masters or the first, the first major of the year to watch these guys melt down. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're protecting their image. Look, he he has a big image out there, so golf could just be doing that. Who, who knows? Uh, well, big image or not, I think they need to really start getting their acts together. You don't want to be able to be a goody two shoes. The reason why Cat is so you know, polarizing besides, you know, playing the way that he was able to play throughout those years. Grips and rips it. Yeah, and he just doesn't give a fuck what people think. And obviously, given the sport that he was playing and and kind of the demographics at that time, he was just beating people down and knew it and used it, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's that's a once-in-a-lifetime player right there, but... What can you do? But I think if we want to really talk about beating image, people down, yeah, and and, 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 and images, I, I know you texted me earlier this week or late last week about Cooch. Cooch. Who is a, everyone's fan favorite? But it looks like he's gonna have a lot of trouble coming yeah, into next week. He's already been hackled a few times now. It wasn't a very very good week for him, even no, after winning a imagine. couple million. Like, think about this. So he just won $1.3, about, right. million. Dollars. Generally, if it's your caddy on tour, you tip around 10%. So that should be around one hundred and thirty k. Right. What he gave a, one of these caddies that he had just for this past weekend was 5 k It's not even a percentage point. Well, so the caddy who... I believe his name is like El Toucan or El something Toucan. like that. He's legendary. He, he's like a legend down there. So from from what I heard and what I was told was depending on where he finished. So let's say he, if he finished in the top 10, he was supposed to get $4,000. Mm-hmm. And then if he were to won, then it was going to be an agreed – it was going to be what Kucher thought was going to be like the extra tip on the win. So since he wasn't his regular caddy – this was the, the kind of the payment that was put out before the tournament even started. Right. So let's just put that. But, in. but my one thing is, right, when, when none of the other golfers come out and stick up for you for what you did, that, that's a big sign. There's not well, one person who said, yeah, that, that's fair because they agreed on it. Right. Because the, they'd at least give 5% or 50K, right? right. Call it 50K. That's not even 5%. Right. But, but we all know how – that all transpired afterwards, right? You first, Mark Steinberg, who I believe is the same agent for a lot of the top golfers. I think Tiger, his Tiger Woods is his, is his client too. I'm not really sure. Don't quote me on that. But they offered him what was it like seventeen grand? I think. And 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 L two cans L two cans like no, I don't want that. That was after the fact. But then, but then. Uh, and I don't know why Steinberg allowed Kucher to do this, but Kucher goes out on on Twitter or whatever um, media outlet he was on and says, you He's know, answering for, questions. But you heard his comment though, right? Right. He said five k is a great week pay. Well, not even that. He goes for a guy who makes two hundred dollars a day, five thousand dollars in a week sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Now, now. I'm not going to go there, but I'm not really going to get... out of get, touch. Out well, of out of touch, and is there a little bit of, like, 
racial undertone there. Wow, John. Don't be trying to pull this race card. Well, I'm just saying. It, that shit wouldn't happen at Riviera. Hey. And they, guess where the tournament is this weekend? Where's it at? Mexico City. And well, then it comes out. He, he says no to 17 grand. And then Steinberg ends up giving him 45. Good for him. No, I agree. But how, how out of touch do you have to be? Oh, 100%. Like, that's why these guys should have their... They should be on their own social media. They shouldn't be paying somebody else to do... Because they're, they need to be in touch with what's going on. That's just, that's just absurd to me. How... how I, I mean, I don't think that he should have been paid the 10%. Well, I wouldn't even classify this with other golfers. Because like I said before, no other golfers even came out and defended him. So if that was acceptable... Then we would have heard at least one voice. Somebody standing up. Right. right. Hey, hey, you agreed upon this. Because it's kind of crazy. And even trying to defend the fact that you had a deal. You've made $46 million over your professional career. Right. I mean, you... And and you're making $1.3 in one weekend? And you're telling telling him throughout... Telling everybody throughout the week that he was such a pivotal part of you getting around the course. Correct. Like, even if you weren't saying that... knowledge and all. Right. And that's only worth 5K to you? Apparently. I mean, I don't think, as a regular caddy, you should get 10%. I think he should have probably gotten somewhere between, like, 50 and 75. But five grand is, is low. And he's going to take a big hit. And I can't wait to see for that shit show that's going to happen down in Mexico City. Yeah. I'd Which used to be at Doral. like to see old Big Cat making fun of him for this. I can't believe he's playing in that tournament. I mean, what, what's the what's? The, I mean, I don't know what the reasoning behind that is. He's probably going to pull out of one of the Florida tournaments. He's not going to pull out at at Sawgrass. He's not going to pull out of the players. Maybe pulls out of like the Honda, and doesn't <laughs> play in the Honda. Doesn't play a Jack's tournament. I cannot play Jack. I mean, he's he's driving a ball. He's swinging a big dick with that club now. <laughs> I think he he really needs to. Well, he I mean, he'll the, make that money. He saved he, the extra juice behind it. <clears throat> Speaking of juicing. Uh, baseball? Yeah. We're slow playing it? So... Well, no. We finally got some action this morning. Right. I mean, how long ago did pitchers and catchers report? <laughs> a week and a half ago. Let's say a week. So Man- Manny just got... Manny Machado just got a nice, big, fat payday. Ten, Ten years. $300 million with the Padres. Kind of a shocker. I don't know. I mean, towards it, the yeah. end of the week. Because we were hearing hovering around 200, 225 mm-hmm. that was being offered for him, I think, to go out um, to the Padres. Right? It's not exactly a destination, which I wouldn't really care. <laughs> You're paying me $30 million a year to live in San Diego? Where do I sign up? It's better than being in L.A. 100%. I mean, I, I would rather live in San Diego than live in Los Angeles, that's for sure. Right. But, and, I mean, they have a lot of money to spend, I and they do have a young team. I thought that if, I thought it's a money grab because the White Sox executive director of baseball operations came out and said, we were shocked because we didn't, we weren't expecting to offer him more than 300 and didn't expect any other team to offer him close to 300. Correct. And Phillies were in the same. Maybe that was the overpay to get him there. Probably. I mean, he'll still get to play shortstop, so he'll still get to play the position and he wants to play. He's the position he wants to. Wow. Right. And he'll probably bat either second or third in that lineup. I mean, so, I mean, if you're that organization, hopefully you do have that five-year buyout clause. Because if you don't, that signing is going to look real bad. Well, Pujols bad. Well, Pujols' deal was that was during the time where players had a lot of control over contracts. And now we can see over the last, like, two years with, you know, J.D. Martinez signing, like, probably at the end or early yeah, part of March. Because he? he just signed for 300 mil. Obviously, as some we'll, we'll we'll see what this the actual writing in the contract is. Well, what the rumor is, well, I definitely know he's got a player option after the, uh, for in year five, so he can opt out and test free agency when he's thirty. But what I'm also hearing is that not only does the player have the option in year five, but the team also has the option in year five. So 
let's say they do buy him out, and let's say it would be a five years at 150, and let's throw in another like year. So let's say it's close to let's say a year and change. So it's close to 200. His full buyout is. If you're looking at Manny Machado and you were saying five years, two hundred million, when we were hearing like seven years, two fifty, we were in eight years, around two twenty-five. That's the latest word I heard. Right. So, if that's how the contract is structured, which the rumor suggests it is, I think San Diego ended up getting the better end of that deal because they would be able to c- control how much they would be able to pay Machado. Yeah. I, I think we'll soon find out. Right. Because his defensive play was starting to drop a little bit at shortstop. A little bit, but I think it was more towards him looking too much into what was ahead of him. At I mean, the guy has a, a sick – he had a sick glove at 30. He was in Baltimore. You know, he was a very good player when they moved him over to short. And then when he played for the Dodgers, I just think – when you got a lot of money on your mind coming in, and we'll talk about you know Bryce Harper in a minute and how that affected his play, but you know that that weighs on a player, your free agency. Right. Um, yeah. So I I don't really have much more on Manny. Well, he's the highest paid player in any league history. Ten for three hundred. Well, if we're talking about years, not per year. Well, total contract. Because if you look at NBA now, you have players making north of 40 a year. Right. Not annually. We're talking, like, total. Annually? Yeah. Well, no, annually, LeBron is taking, like, 34. Like, guys are making more than 30 million a year, even in baseball. Well, John Wall's coming up on about 43, 45 a year. I think it's just total length and value of the contract they were saying. Correct. Which is probably going to get broken by Bryce Harper within the next couple of days or so, you would think. Right. Who the Padres said they're not out on. Which, which is kind of wild. I, I wouldn't mind that. If I, they signed him as well? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be pretty entertaining. Uh, they would really need to shore up their... their their rotation and their bullpen, but yeah, and then how do you look at the like an organization as the Phillies coming right. out saying they're going to spend stupid money? All well, they really did was get stupid and trade for real, real motto. Right. I mean, that's about it. So we'll we'll see what their signing ends up being. Right now, Harper, I I think his contract is going to be it's albatross. It's well with Scott Boris being his agent, that contract will have to be more than Manny Machado. Correct. Whether and regardless of if it's years or total value, he'll spin it saying, "Well, he's making the most annually, and we'll be able to test." Let's say it's a shorter deal, like a five-year, seven-year deal. He'll be able to say, "You know, we'll be able to test free agency again and and hit another contract like you know we hit with a Rod or whatever." But do do we think that the Phillies then say we have to make this deal and feel pressured to make the deal? I think there's a ton of pressure on them to make the deal. Even with, and especially after uh, reports came out, I think it was SNY. Yeah, but you know who's leaking those reports, right? Oh, it's definitely Boris. So reports came out saying that that he didn't really want to play in Philly, something. Well, those were, yeah, those were those were before he didn't he didn't feel the love from right. the brotherly love city of Philadelphia. Some some stupid he, he they had spun, but I mean, I mean you you are talking about uh, a city after Ryan Howard signed his contract where you have fans yelling hit it with your wallet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I just. I think Philly would be a good place for him. I think that it's a hitter's ballpark. I do not think that he goes back to the Nationals, especially since Machado got 300. But I think there has to be a dark horse team now once. Yeah, I mean, look, the Padres came out of nowhere to sign him. So, well, you really can't tell because we don't have information in there. Right. But it all this, it's just still – Destroying baseball, man. 
Like, this signing, if this signing happened two months ago, everyone would be excited. Now it's just, finally it's over with. Right. And it's not, <laughs> and that, it's just one player. I, I, I was reading yesterday that there There's are a still total a of, lot of great pitchers out there. Not even just, not even talking about the prestige players or the 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 the, the name brand players uh-huh. there is close to like a hunt between 100 and 125 free agents that's still because you have to as a hitter you have to wait for that domino to fall you have to wait for Machado. you have to wait Correct. for Harper it, it resets the market right so you need to understand where your value is it slows up the game it even it, it just slows up I mean, the entire and, process. And it's worse for the players who aren't of that caliber because now they're missing time practicing right. with their teammates. So it, it's a whole domino effect. And baseball is such a harder sport to make it to the show with everything that they have to go through for minors and, and how they how they structure their contracts and everything. But I think the bigger the bigger thing besides baseball being slow and baseball being the way that it is in in their ways i think one of the things that's important to notice is that over the last i want to say like 15 years till probably about three years ago the players had the control over the owners and it was the first time you saw that in sports right like a rod was able to sign two contracts north of like 250 million that's you will probably not see that at any point in time in the future for the MLB because the the MLB's player union fucked themselves, and the way that the owners and the teams are allowed to structure contracts allows them to wait this long for free agency. That's why they're all coming out saying we need a deadline it's because it puts a clock on the owners. The owners don't need a clock. Teams don't need a clock. No, they don't care. The longer they wait, I mean, you're basically on the unemployment line. Right, right. And it doesn't really matter because they'll get you at the end and you're still going to have to perform. And you're still going to have to go do the appearances. You're still going to have to do all that bullshit. So, yeah, it's it's they'll find a happy medium hopefully one day. Right. But so where do we, we – do we think Harper goes to Philly? Yeah, I, I, I think he does. But at this point, no one can really say. So we, we, I don't know that the Phillies are of their word because they've done nothing yet with new ownership, new management. Right. To lead me to believe or have that trust in them. Mm-hmm. So we, we could see another team sneak right in there. Well, maybe a team that was budgeting like the White Sox, a team right. that was budgeting for Machado. Or if you know you could give them five years, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you see a team like the Yankees sneak in there? Right. Oh, well, speaking of the Yankees, apparently they didn't even offer Machado a, a contract. Maybe they weren't as high as they thought they were going to be. Maybe it's a it's a cover. I mean, you really don't know, but it could be the whole shortstop thing as well. He could have been fronting on that, whereas most of these teams wanted him to switch to third. Right. If that was non negotiable, which is even crazier if the Padres paid him that much. And they caved into that demand as well. Absolutely, which I think they did. I think he's definitely playing short. Yeah. But I I wouldn't count the White Sox because they missed on that. I can see them, which is why Boris is is. Yeah, I, I, I can't see. I don't see him going regardless I don't see him either. Playing for um, Chicago. <clears throat> but I would. I I really wouldn't rule out rule out the Yankees. I wouldn't. Uh, obviously, can't rule out the Phillies. Wouldn't rule out the Giants. Well, Bruce Broshi just said he was retiring after the end of, at the end of this year, so that could play a factor in the players that plan on going to San Francisco. True. And I don't think hitting in that ballpark is where Bryce Harper is really going to make his money. I mean, there's only one man that can hit that can pull the ball over the wall in right field. Yeah, and just set up a few meetings with him; he'll be good. Yeah, well, you just see his beard and his head get bigger, and it'll be okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the other way you could do about it. Just take a knee, right? <laughs> yeah, you could do that. I mean, that's a pretty good segue into 
the, the probably the biggest news that's coming out of the NFL. I mean, we're supposed to have a lull in the NFL. We're supposed to get pretty hyped up for the combine, and all these guys are supposed to be making um, their decisions on uh, whether they're going to throw or not. But uh, it came out on Friday that the NFL, who never settles, who will take anybody for PSIs in a football or, <laughs> or um, you know, players like Zeke Elliott and won't take Reuben Foster to, to – it's just a, a crazy, crazy time. Where, right. Talk about uh, one league players in power versus another where owners just drive that market. Right. So All the control can cut a player on a dime. Well, and I guess this kind of goes into his case, right? And um, so it's been reported that the NFL has settled with Colin Kaepernick. Um, the the original reports were it was between forty and eighty million. Um, after doing some some more um, research and talking to more people, it seems like the total con uh, the total settlement is somewhere around sixty sixty five million, um, and that includes Eric Reed, but. Eric Reed just signed a contract, and, and I don't think he's getting as much of a portion to that to that settlement. But kind of, I guess, kind of what your thoughts on the NFL who never settles settling? Like you, you have to believe that Colin Kaepernick had something. I I, I don't even know that. I I think it's the smart PR move at this point. So I, even if he does, regardless. You don't want this going to court, getting out in the open, because who else knows what else that could be brought into it. Well, so by that point, you're really saying that Correct. they... They might have something, but I wouldn't want to chance it if I was the NFL. Your your name has taken a big enough hit. But you chant, you chanced it with Brady. You chanced it with, with Zeke. You chanced it with... You chanced it with you know, many, many other players in, in the past and, and won. So that's why I'm saying yeah, it's either... I, it, I think this is a different beast, whereas the other ones had uh, real, well, semi-real issues. Brady, not really a real issue, but, but like, the, the yeah. others, right, and, and something that couldn't be proven. Look, the guy destroyed his phone. Right. You don't destroy your phone unless you got something to hide. Right. So th- there's multiple things in there. But it, I think... Well, with the more it, le- the, all the leaks that the NFL has, I could see Tom Brady not wanting to share any of the pictures oh, right. of Giselle. Or, or who else <laughs> on his phone? <laughs> we won't go there. We won't go there. <laughs> but so do you think that it was more of a way for the NFL to just kind of shut it up i i think so i i think they're just ready to move on from this so what do you say about i mean it came out that the newly was it the a f a f a a f yeah uh, tried the off well kaepernick demanded 22 million from him to play per reports which yeah. seems to be by the timing of the settlement was leaked by the nfl it's more than everybody in the league's making a bind. It's crazy. But from his from his side of things, you, you I think he has the right to ask for that. People are going to watch whether they like him or not. Are going to watch that league? I mean, that league is on NFL Network. That league is on. It's being. Just, it's not like watching the CFL in the United States. I mean, there's some legs. Right, and the NFL already shut him out of one league. Why would they? care about that them saying that he demanded 20 million he wasn't going to play after they were going to settle the next day for you know 60 to 80 maybe softens the mood a little bit but do you think i mean i I still think think it's a smart move well Look, it's a smart move for the NFL because they don't have to talk about it anymore and it's over but and it lets them showcase right He's either good there right. or he's terrible. So if he's good, he can get a shot. Right. Somebody's going to almost be forced to sign him. Mm-hmm. And but you don't not, think so? He's what thirty one, I believe thirty thirty one. It's up there now. So the Panthers just signed Derek Reed. 
the new owner of the Panthers, who I believe was a minority owner of the Steelers, I believe. Tepper, I believe the new owner is, the new ownership group. So there have been some concerns that Cam Newton may not play next year because of his shoulder. Um, Does Colin Kaepernick fit in Carolina? Could. I mean, similar type of player. I I mean, obviously, Cam's bigger. My scare that I go back to is now you have a guy who's been out of the league for three years. The game's changed a ton in three years. So you're you're talking about coaches who are falling behind. Right. And this is a guy who hasn't played, who's getting older. Mm-hmm. How, I don't know that he keeps up with the game. But would you say that the game that he resembled when he was in San Francisco is what the game is moving towards now? That open No, because field. I never thought he had a great arm. It, okay. But he was a great mobile quarterback. Um, but with him and Chris, with him, first of all, I don't, th- <laughs> and we we had this discussion at the at the Jet game with a couple of idiot friends of mine about you know who or how good of a quarterback Cam Newton is. I mean, do you, I think with Cam, uh, with, I don't think Cam gets the credit he deserves as a passer. But I don't think he gets the 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 <laughs> the other side of that either. Right, I, he's. Who's the best receiver they have? The last person I could think of was Steve Smith. Right. So it's they don't have great receivers now. They they have a re- running back they they can dump it off to. Right. Olsen's been great, but mm-hmm. but he's been hurt for the last couple of years. Yeah. So it's how much do you blame on him? That that's true. I just think and, that the and combination. And he led the team to the Super Bowl. Right. Well, so did Cat. Yeah, but that. I guess both defensive teams. Right. I mean, it's that's why I'm saying it's the same situation. I think I just don't think that a team. Sh- I mean, I get the whole backup case. You don't want to have the backup quarterback having all that attention. That was the same shit that happened with Tim Tebow when right. he came to New York. But you can you can arguably say that there are what I can say eight teams that maybe I can think of off the top of my head that you would probably better be better off with Kaepernick that at starting at starting quarterback than you would than their current quarterbacks. I mean, if Cam Newton's hurt, obviously the Panthers. It would never happen. But Kaepernick in New York is better than Eli. Better than Bortles. Better than Winston. Because if you could draft a guy who's under control, it's a roll of the dice. You develop him, play him right away, see what you have. Well, that's – but what teams are really – let's just – call it what it is, the two quarterbacks that are in this draft right now that are getting the majority of the hype are nowhere near the quarterbacks that not were drafted in the second round so of last year's draft. Let me draft. ask you this. With, would you rather have him over Flacco? Would you rather have him over Nick Foles? I would rather have him over Nick Foles. I would because I think, I think Nick Foles will do what you know, he needs Doug Peterson. He needs the right offense. And let's be honest, you're not signing Colin Kaepernick to a large deal. Yeah. I mean, if he's asking $22 million from the AAF. I mean, he just got $60 million from the NFL already. I mean, he really doesn't need to make a whole lot of money playing, playing in the NFL. And all the money that he's making off of the Nike campaign, I think think he's pretty set but to your point about whether you want to develop a, a young quarterback and keep them under control so why didn't the Giants pick a quarterback last year <laughs> yeah I don't know what the Giants are doing so I mean they thought so the Giants thought that they were going to be able to overpay for a left tackle from New England now, let's keep in mind, New England has the best offensive line coach in the history of football. Plus, But he didn't even grade out no, he didn't. exceptionally well. No. So It's just is... because he never got uh, – he never allowed a sack to Tom Brady. That was the only stat that David Gittleman really cared about. So there's Who said, is a quarterback notoriously crafty with getting the ball away before giving up sacks. Right. Exactly, and set the protection of the line. So Eli Manning isn't doing that with the line that's there. So they overpaid for Nate Solder. They decided that it was going to be a good idea to move Eric Flowers over to the right side and try and hide him, which he ended up getting released because he's a bum. Then 
they caved into pressure because the New England Patriots apparently offered a very enticing offer to the Giants for Odell Beckham and in David Gettleman fashion decided to sign him to a long-term extension which doesn't kick in until this year his extension so like what are they doing and you wait and you drafted a running back second overall who is now top five highest paid running back at his position in the league yeah but you could argue he's top five quality as well they get to the playoffs they did not. I, I'm not arguing. I'm not saying the pick wasn't wrong. I'd rather have one of these young quarterbacks because that's what you need in right. today's game. It's a passing game. Um, I agree. And you have more – and there's more – I mean, there's more chances for you to hit on a running back than there is in a quarterback. Uh, absolutely. Right. So, I mean, and mo- and there's not many running backs that want the ball 30, 35 times a game. But that's going to – You could have uh, grabbed – both Darnold and on Johnson, so right. your problems would have been solved. You would right. be fine. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I think they have to figure out where they're going with that position because it, it's this class doesn't really look like there's a home run QB prospect. But you're going to overvalue them. Not just the Giants, but every team's going to overvalue the quarterbacks in here because they feel like they need one. Yeah. Whether it's to sit him down... Maybe they have a good defensive line because it's a very defensive line-heavy draft that they're going to just say, all right, we'll just kind of stash him and maybe we'll get lightning in a bottle like Patrick Mahomes. But um, I, I, I just think that every year they'll overvalue quarterbacks and this is the one to do it. Yeah, I, I, I don't see it going in this draft. I don't see anyone overvaluing this year. But... Who knows? They always do silly stuff. Yeah. I, I, I'll probably put it now, and we can make a bet, even though I'm still waiting for my dollar <laughs> from the last bet. One day. But I think two quarterbacks go in the top five. Especially especially if Kyler Murray is 5'10". He's actually he's actually as um, tall as he says he is. And can answer a question at and the combine. And can answer good answers <laughs> to simple questions I think somebody is going to have to trade up to get him or Haskins yeah best running QB in the class <laughs> um, yeah well I mean we'll, we'll see I, I don't know that this is year for two but it's been the trend overall right. so this is the one year to buck the trend. This would be the year. Right. But, but there's a few teams out there who need a QB. And maybe the price is cheaper to get up in this draft, given that it's deeper in the defensive positions that right. it is. And that that talent's just not there. So mm-hmm. it might be cheaper. So maybe that's a wham-wham play, right? You're, you're giving up less assets and... You're getting the cheap QB contract. But do you think you're really giving up less assets? This year to trade up? Yes. Why? I, I think it's easier because arguably after, what, the top two defensive line products, mm-hmm. the three through eight are pretty similar. Right. So you're talking about, and there's a ton of depth. So you're saying that the va- the value of the pick, let's just call it the pick, or the, the quarterback at whichever slot that he's going to be drafted at the right. team trades up for, that it's going to be less valuable because the other positions around the two quarterbacks are stronger. Or that deeper. Yeah, they're deeper, and the value of the QB is not there this year. But if the, if the value of the QB isn't there... Because the class is bad, like the class as a whole is bad, yeah, or I, it's, it's I, I separated think... by the top two. Like you could you could argue with the other way, right? You have two quarterbacks that are obviously going to be overhyped. We all know that, and yeah, that's going to separate it, themselves from everybody else. I I don't see that much separation, and them graded to years past. So it, it, like, I think it's interesting. I really do, and I think you make a good we'll, point we'll because I I do think that you when you say that there's a defensive line talent is very strong. I can see why teams like, you know, the the Niners or the Cardinals even or, or the Jets will try and move down and maybe entice a team to come up. But remember, 
There's a sucker born every day in the NFL, and there are a lot of teams that are desperate for a quarterback that they can only play your way. Heck, I'd, I'd rather trade for Rosen if I was a team well, out there. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I don't think Rosen, I don't think Rosen catches a... a f- I, I don't even want to say this because it's something that will happen. Like, I could see that the Cardinals draft Murray at one, Belichick draft, uh, trades... Or no, I'm sorry. Belichick trades 32 for Rosen, and the Cardinals pick Murray at one. And the next Tom Brady is born. I just hope that just doesn't happen. But it would be pretty cool that three of the four quarterbacks are picked in that one round are in the same division. Right. We'll see. But time will tell. We got it. We have a couple more uh, months before that draft. Where's the draft? Question. I'm not sure this year. Maybe. Don't have the answer. It's definitely not in New York. New York's losing the but New York's got a big um big event coming up. Yeah, the Joshua versus Big Baby Miller. Presser today. Miller was already shoving him, talking smack. It was great. Uh at MSG. Tickets were astronomical level. It's looking online today, two seventy five for nosebleed. You think that's bad? You see the price of... I don't want to get off topic, but you see the price of the Duke-Carolina game tomorrow night? Cheapest ticket? Three grand. Oof. <laughs> talk about a Zion factor, right? Hey, talk about paying for your college tuition. <laughs> but let's... I mean, I'd I like to kind of talk about that fight a little bit. Yeah. I, you know you know Miller better than I do. I mean, we all, we've all followed Joshua. Yeah, but. he's an interesting boxer. The this, this size of him, he looks like he'd be the heaviest puncher in the division. Right. He's not. He's not a heavy puncher. Is he a puncher or a fighter? He's, he's a mixed – he's more of a – He's accurate. There's a lot of punches. I mean, don't get me wrong. His punches have thump on him, but he's not the one that hit a quitter like Wilder is. Right, right. Um, Yeah, he he wears fighters down. It's Mm -hmm. his style. He'll wear you down. He's so big. He can take a shot, and he's going to wear you down. Lean on you. Use Mm -hmm. that size. Get inside. He'll... Through this nice body shots, head combinations, mm-hmm. so he, he's that type. I don't know. I don't think his style. He's good to go against Joshua. I, I think Joshua is going to pick him apart. Well, Joshua being the probably the best fighter that's in that division. I mean, I think we. I think we really enjoy Whoa, best fighter in the division for that, right that, now. That's John saying this. I, I think Fury and Wilder are both ahead of him. Well, so that's really interesting, right? They are scheduled to fight, and I don't know if this is still going to happen after um, Fury signed his deal with Top Rank. But they're scheduled to, they were scheduled to fight the rematch. What was it, May 17th? May 18th. In May Vegas. 18th. So it was, but I heard it was either Vegas or New York, or New York which would have been fun, because then it would have been right before... Yeah. The Joshua and, Miller and fight. You, I mean, hopefully it is right before, because then you line up the third fight. Um, well, unless the, Fury wins, right? Because if Fury wins, then you got to go to the third. Why? For, why? Everybody, for everybody except for one person knew that Fury won that fight against Wilder. And... So, yeah. So... I think that's why it's set up the way that it is. The winner of the fight, because the first one was so controversial, well, shouldn't have been controversial, the winner of that fight is going to fight Joshua. Moves on. Yeah, that makes sense. Because either way, yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Because if Fury wins, he'll want to take on the money payday with fighting Joshua. Right. And if Wilder wins, it's two in a row, so that's a wrap. Right. So that's a good point. So yeah, it, it it would be a good well two in a row mean what just the the on the score right I well, mean it was draw so right but based on the hype but Correct. I think I don't think that Wilder can beat Joshua. Uh, you don't think Wilder can beat Joshua? No, I think I. 
For, like I thought Fury, I, that, why I thought Wilder couldn't beat Fury, and obviously he didn't, besides landing that one punch, if Fury would have been more smart, and this is, that's not the kind of fighter he is, especially coming from the background that he is, like all he had to do is really kind of stay away, but he wanted to give everyone the show and prove that he was the man. It, it just took, he landed one of those, caught him off guard. And rose like the Undertaker. I don't know how that man got off the campus. I I remember we were all sitting we were all sitting at my buddy's apartment and we were just going nuts, nuts. We were probably going more nuts when he rose from the dead more than the 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 decision at the end. Yeah, because it, it was just the worst decision I've seen out there. Worse than Triple G's first one with Alvarez. Oh, Hundred times worse. Right. So you're you're talking about a fight where a guy. Clearly won only two rounds. Mm-hmm. Dominate both those rounds. Right. Almost won the fight in one of those rounds. Yet, everybody else there, including many of other fighters, stated that Fury was up every round on the scorecard, which was crazy. Well, when you have, <laughs> when you have Floyd Mayweather sitting ringside and they're interviewing saying, how do you have the fight scored? And he's like, I have it seven to nothing, Fury, and and Sam then you look Wilder at Wilder needs a knockout, <laughs> and then and then you look at the scorecard and you see that one of the judges had Wilder win. What was it? Two? No, it was. It was I think it was four, two rounds, two out of the six right. in the beginning, and then he obviously won no, the he had one. Him win four out of the six. Wilder. Four out of the six. Right. Sorry, four out of the six, and then plus the one at the end where he knocked Correct. him down and almost stone cold him. So it's. You another sport that it's frustrating. Can't, yeah, another sport that can't get out of their own way, just like baseball, boxing. Well, but, that that's on the commissions who hire the judges. It's not driven by the sport. Yes, they can interact and maybe get something different lined up or a different contract. Right. But that's on the state commissions that are hiring these judges. But would you also think it's the? I find it weird that you have three belts in one division, right? I think the reason why... Four belts. Four belts, excuse me. Four belts in one division. I think the reason why the UFC has become so popular is like you know who the champion is. There's one belt in one division and that's it. Why, why aren't... And I know the answer, but I'm just asking you to entertain me for a minute. Why don't they consolidate the belts so you have the heavyweight champion of the world? Who... Back in the day, if you were the heavyweight champion of the world, you were the greatest athlete yeah, in, of that time. But I, I think this is up there now, right? This is so exciting having these guys. Like, right. Like, we still haven't talk, stopped talking about the Wilder Fury fight. Right. It, but why, have, but why have four belts? Why it's like, oh, I would like to unite all the belts. Why is there four? You should have one champion. Like, the one champion right now, I think Joshua has the majority of the belts, right? He's yeah, got two, yeah, yeah. and then the I, rest is split between I, I the two of them. it's hard to consolidate at this point. Because of the promoters that dominate because the... Because the promoters you're, you're talking about... Now we're talking about it's hard for them to even fight because there's two different promotions. Right. Let alone one belt versus one belt, right. you know? And then there's enough to... It's hard enough to uh, meet the mandates of each belt as well, each... Right, and then you have, and then you have fighters' concerns of where they want to fight because of how. Correct. Like we all, we all fuck around with Joshua and and you know shit to talk him for not coming over to the U.S. and fighting because he only wants to fight in the U.K. and oh, I can sell out Wembley, I can sell out Wembley, like. Does. But you see what happens when international fighters, a la Fury, come to fight in the U.S. And this is what happens. And the same shit happened with what's his name over in the UK Nazi with the. Uh, I mean, um, even Joshua's last Lennox. fight in the US, he looked terrible. Right. Right. But his, his last two fights, he looked terrible. Right. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be <laughs> maybe, interesting. Maybe we're talking about Big Baby. <laughs> <laughs> and he could pass on that nickname afterwards because we know who the new Big Baby will be after that. Oh, who is it? Joshua, oh, I, I think it's going. I think it's going to be an interesting year for the sport. I, I just hope they do not 
ruin it and shoot themselves in the foot. Right. I, I hope that this top-ranked deal doesn't screw uh, Fury and, and that and – that, um, Hopefully not. And well, then I hope I, that yeah, Joshua I, I mean, I thought that was one of the worst things around for that to happen. Yeah. Now we're we're not going to see as many fights as we wanted to when there could have been a lot of good matchups. Like Al Heyman out there notoriously doesn't get right. along with Rom. Now now you're talking about promoting on two different entities. Right. So it gets dicey in there. Yeah. No, I agree. But yeah, I I think that's pretty much it that we wanted to talk about this week. There's really yeah, not much so going we- on. Yeah, slow like baseball free agency. Yeah, we'll we'll get there though. We'll get there. Probably we'll be seeing that Harper signs, so um, I'm sure by the next show we'll have something to talk about. But uh, what do we have at the end of February? Nothing from a sports standpoint, right? And then beginning of March starts to ramp up college basketball, and then we'll get into the weeds of free agency, uh, conference games, and then we'll get to obviously March Madness, right? get to the combine we'll get into some nba playoffs right yeah so that'll, we, that'll bite us so we um we're gonna have a good uh good good schedule ahead of us but um you know send us send us some comments send us um anything on instagram and, and, and twitter you know we're both on there now um anything that you would like us to talk about or anything that you think that we have missed or a different take that you may have on any of the topics that we spoke about today you know just shoot us a message and uh, we'll make sure that we get to it. And yeah, and one of the things we've talked about is instituting a new fine system. So if we see, say anything derogatory or anything painful, we'll let you gadell us. So gadelling will be a new part of the podcast where we'll obviously dictate the fine <laughs> and donate to a charity. We'll let you choose the charity, though. How about that? Yeah, that's a good one. I'm, I don't, will we have final say over the charity? Should we? Depending on... Well, it is good down. It's not that goes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, you know, make sure that you, you know, get at us with some of those comments because some of those comments that you may drop on us, we may get a little agitated about. A little feisty about. Just hit on what the Knicks are doing and we'll be all good. Or the Sixers ruining out in the first round of the playoffs. Or the Jets... Uh, drafting it, another quarterback at the top of the first round, something stupid. Yeah, they got enough ideas. Yeah, something like that. But <laughs> um, you know, so we are instituting Goodelling, so it should be should be fun and and should be a good cause and kind of get the conversation against us and the viewers. So uh, this is no holding back. Thank you for listening, and we'll speak to you next week. <laughs>